0: Like, ready? I have never watched
1: a single episode of Game of Thrones because I didn't want—I didn't want to get addicted to it because everybody fair. said you're going to get you, so you addicted. Would. You would. Um. So I've completely avoided. You it. would. Yeah. Um. But honestly, but I've like, heard the ending. Is the ending so is bad. disrespectful yeah, to the fans. So bad. It is yeah.
0: disrespectful. Didn't they? The didn't final they six. say
1: that we're making like another show or something just to like make up for?
0: basically well, the ending so there was a whole fa- there was a whole push to like
1: remake the yeah. last season essentially people lost their, i um, have i have friends that are hardcore game of thrones mm-hmm. fans and they don't even want to talk about it like yeah. they don't even want to talk about yeah. the ending yeah because they're so upset which
0: honestly like you want to talk about like making money yeah the way to make money if you if you made a series finale season that was that honestly paid attention yeah. to themes and to your characters and their character development and paid attention to what even a subsect of your audience wanted. Cause I don't think a single person thought that what was going to happen, that what was going to happen is what actually happened. Yeah. yeah. It would have like, you would have at least kept the fandom alive. And yeah. like, I feel like they just cut their fandom at the knees. Yeah. Which was sad. that's what I've got
1: universally. I have not met a single person that's watched the show that's been like, "Oh, you know what? People are just ragging on." Everybody I've known said, "No, it's terrible. It's so bad."
0: Yeah, and it's just sad. like I mean, the the first three episodes of the season, I I enjoy.
1: Okay, I
0: enjoy uh, and and the final it just goes season. Completely I enjoy off the, rails. the last three is just kind of like what what what
1: when you what? go through your levels of what you're what? like you're like wait what is Okay, that's kind of confusing. What, is, what happening? is happening? And then you just get angry. Yes, yeah, because you can see what you can see it. Right. You can see it going and off the rails.
0: If they wanted that ending to be that ending, there should have been a lot of so different the, things that the happened the before. Was bad. The setup was yeah. terrible. The ending isn't necessarily a bad ending because the there the are set. there are yeah things that happen earlier on that you could be like, oh, okay, I could see yeah. it going this way. Yeah but it happens on a dime yeah, and you're like, this came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like it, it, you needed lazy writing. Bil- yeah. It's lazy writing. Lazy writing. It's lazy you, writing. You,
1: you, you have an incredibly successful show that has a built in audience and fan yes. base. And then you go, Oh cool. We can just kind of relax now. Right. Like everybody was making fun of it. Wasn't there like Starbucks coffee cups, like in shots. Of yes. The show? That's so yes. That's so lazy. Yes. So lazy editing, lazy yeah. writing. Yeah. I mean, like, it's really bad. It's so really bad, bad. stuff yes um okay so we've anyway we've gone <laughs> off those rails we went right, all almost 50 over minutes place. which is amazing um because everybody knows out there i don't edit down my podcast so all this is going to be in yeah. there um we have to talk about the thing that we stopped <laughs> with the talking about last time um which is harry potter yeah, right? yeah. harry potter now um my my good buddy brandon who mm. i mentioned and who i did a podcast with before who brandon and i you know Surprise, surprise. Might be doing a little something, something for everybody out there. Uh, We might be doing a little special podcast, so stay tuned, everybody. Um, But with Harry Potter, uh, one thing I want to tell you right away is last night, um, I watched the Wired Autocorrect with Daniel Radcliffe. He did another one. So he did a Wired Autocorrect previously, and Uh I think it came out like a day or so ago. He just did another one one of the auto one of the thi- it's like have you ever seen those the fill in the blanks like what so. is daniel radcliffe and then he pulls off a thing oh and then he yeah, yeah, yeah. the question. auto fill. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, one yeah. of the questions from last night was what is daniel radcliffe's favorite harry potter oh. and i went oh here we go oh. do you know what he said what did he say my favorite one order of the phoenix did he yeah yeah he and he actually said yeah i feel like it's one of the ones that ha- that fans kind of rag on yeah, And he said, but it's my favorite. And then he said, why? He said, well, number one, I got to work with Gary Oldman. And mm-hmm. he said that he was starting to become an adult. He was starting to become older. He had so much respect for Gary Oldman. And he said that was really exciting for him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he said that, you know, it was it was exciting for him to work with him. And it was starting to get into much more adult elements. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't like a child anymore. He wasn't like a little kid that's coming onto a movie set. Like, he was an adult, um and, and he was he was getting it more he was kind of understanding it and he said the films were starting to get darker and he said and i just felt like i i kind of related to that yeah. film the most and he said i feel like i think he said something like i felt like i did the most growing up on that one mm-hmm. um and then he said I like love he that. loved working with gary oldman and i got super excited because i was like that's, my favorite, <laughs> that's one. my favorite i was like see daniel radcliffe gets me <laughs> right? he gets me um and then they asked him so many interesting questions like they asked him about his fame um, and he said that it's, I think it's very well known with people that he doesn't like being in the public eye. Mm-hmm. He's not somebody that enjoys it. Um, he went through a lot of ups and downs. Like when he was on Harry Potter, mm-hmm. he was drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. He was partying a mm-hmm. lot. Um, and he's talked very openly about like, he's not the biggest fan of going out places. People have be like, Oh my God, Daniel Radcliffe. Right. Like, he's just like, I'm just trying to go to the grocery store, man. Right. Like, Please just leave me alone. let me go get some bananas. Yes. Like just chill. Right. Um, but he, he said, interestingly enough in the interview that He would never give up what he's had in exchange for that anonymity of Mm -hmm. not, you know, he, he's, he said, I'm very grateful and thankful for everything I have. And he said, but like, if I could change one thing, I would be able to go out in public without being mobbed. Yeah. And you think about it, right? Because all of us normal folk like me, I'm like, mob me all you want people. Like ask for my autograph, take my pictures, right? (laughs) Like us normal people that, that don't have that. We want everybody to know us. We want to be famous. I know I would want to be, would you want to be famous?
0: don't lie to me sean i honestly look at
1: me in the eyes
0: don't lie to me i would not want to be famous i want i want the money <laughs> all right everybody
1: i'm on an I, island by myself i don't want to be everybody now knows famous. everybody now knows including sean I, i'm extremely narcissistic so, <laughs> <laughs> i want everybody to recognize me um no but it, it
0: yeah that's interesting i there. would want so here's my thing is i would not ever want to be daniel Radcliffe famous Mm-mm. i would want to that's be that's otherworldly I want to be Audrey McDonald famous. Oh, okay. There yeah. is a very specific set yeah. of people who are going to appreciate you and know you on site, but you're going to be able that's, to go out and about and be. That's an excellent point. Yes. And I
1: 100% I'm glad you said that I 100% agree with you because he is famous in a way that no matter where he goes on the planet uh, anywhere.
0: Every, anywhere.
1: Everybody knows him. Yes. And you know what? He might be one of the very few people alive that that applies to mm-hmm. in terms of celebrity, right? Like, mm-hmm. you have certain people I feel like, um, you know, uh, if if Tom Cruise goes anywhere, everybody's going to know who that
0: is, right? I would argue that more people probably would recognize Daniel Radcliffe. But, but that's my Tom whole Cruise. thing. That's what I'm getting to, yeah. right?
1: Like, if Tom Cruise, go- if Morgan Freeman goes anywhere, everybody's mm. going to... But I, I think Daniel Radcliffe is even bigger because, yeah. like, number one, um, he has literature. So mm-hmm. people that are just, like, book nerds, they all know who he is, right? right, just by reference. Right. Um, You know, he's the character that they love, you know. Right. Number two, like, film nerds, like, you know who he is. Pop culture people, mm-hmm. you know who he is. Mm-hmm. People that are interested in celebrity in general, you know who he Like, <laughs> he covers so many different levels of fame, um, and then, you know, he I actually think he's done a really good job of getting out of the Harry Potter shadow. One hundred percent. Um, He has done he's taken on really interesting roles. Mm-hmm. He's done super creative stuff. Swiss Army Man is one of the coolest films. Um, right. He takes on an incredibly guns akimbo. Are you kidding me? He wears like a robe and fuzzy slippers and has guns nailed and like stapled to his hands. And you're like, this isn't gonna work. And he's so good in it. Mm-hmm. He's so good in it. Like, and the plays that he's done, you know, like Equus and right. Rosenkrantz and Guildenstern are Dead. And uh, like, he he loves stage acting. Like, he's really done a lot of work Do to get mean, out How of to that. succeed in
0: business? Yeah, yeah. Like, how to succeed? In that's business. incredible. Yeah. He
1: he talked about that in the wire thing. He said it's one of his favorite things he's mm-hmm. ever done. Yeah. Um, but he has really put the work in to both. I feel like acknowledge the Harry Potter and what it's done for him and how much he loves it and mm. how much he respects it. He was talking about Rupert Grant like just having like a kid. Yeah. And he's like, you know, that that tied us back together. And I reached out to him and blah blah blah. Yeah. So he acknowledged it. He loves it. He, you know, he he leans into it. But he's also like, hey guys, I'm I'm more than Harry Potter. Yeah. Like and when he introduced himself in the show too, he didn't say hi, I'm Daniel Radcliffe. He said, Hi, I'm Dan Radcliffe. I love that. That immediately was like, hey everybody, like I'm I'm a grown this man. This is my name. Like I'm in my thirties. Yeah, I'm right. a grown man, right? Like I'm not a little kid. I took anymore. off my clothes on stage. Yeah. I when I was seventeen. <laughs> I was he 17. talked about that. He's like, Yeah, I did yeah. Equus when I was seventeen.
0: Yeah. He goes, which
1: insane. you know, some people were this and that about, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I really respect like the amount of growth that he's done. Yeah. Um you because know, he's a he is a good actor. He right. really
0: is a good actor. Yeah. I feel like um And I feel like it's very easy to lump these two together. But Elijah Wood, I feel like, had a very similar They talked about it yesterday. He talked (laughs) literally in the... I'm not joking. It's so weird that you said that.
1: Um, Apparently, people think that they look like each other. And he goes, yeah, I guess we're both short and pale, so you know. But but he talked (laughs) about he talked about Elijah Wood and how like I think they've had similar like you know the Lord of the Rings and then Harry Potter getting out of that shadow and doing other things and yeah stuff like that. And
0: both of it was in doing kind of off the radar, more adult projects that weren't ever distasteful, yeah. but definitely pushed the boundaries of like, for sure. this is the box that I'm in. I don't want to be in this box yeah. anymore. And I think it was kind yeah. of the best way that you can possibly do that. Yeah. Um. And I feel like even um, Emma Watson kind of stayed in the mainstream a little bit more, but I think even she did, you know, she kind of pushed herself a little bit outside yeah. of yeah. the Hermione box. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think she kind of jumped back in a little bit when she decided she was going to be a Disney character, but then jumped out again yeah (laughs) hop in and out (laughs) hop in and out um yeah i i i think that honestly the three of them probably they could anywhere they're gonna go
1: yeah oh yeah yeah all three of them yeah um Okay, so now getting back into the lore a little bit, uh-huh. the story and everything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I have some questions, and I have some thoughts oh gosh, about okay. the films and everything, Okay. and I've talked to some other friends of mine okay. that know the books very oh, well. Oh, you prepped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I want to get your thoughts and opinions on certain things, okay? okay? okay. Um, number one, That's and so I'm going to make my <laughs> thought known first, and then I want to hear your thought. Okay. Ron and Hermione ending up together is ridiculous. Or not. Yeah, Ron and Hermione. Okay. Ending up together is so ridiculous to me. Okay. Um, it didn't make it, because number one, just for everybody that hasn't heard the last episode, which, listen to the last one with Sean. It's great. Um, I didn't read the books. Um, I just watched the movie. Them together makes no sense to me. Um, it's uh, like, oh, they get next to each other and hold hands and then Oh, uh, you know, and then they go on this little quest together. No, it does not. Whether it's the actors not meshing well together or the storytelling or whatever it is, when they, like, end up together, I went, well, she's wasted her life. Um, <laughs> I'd, I honestly, in particular, didn't really like Ron's character. Um, okay. He didn't. His story arc didn't mean anything to me. Yeah, it, it didn't mean any, Because he's a little goofy kid that's scared. And when the series ends, he's a little goofy kid that's scared that does a couple semi-brave things his character really didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Harry's character goes on a massive arc, like a huge arc. You see from the very beginning, he has that bravery in him. He has that heart in him. But as he grows into an adult, I actually, I think it's because I respect Danny Rycliffe as an actor so much. Mm-hmm. I think we get to watch him throughout the series actually become, go from a child you know, star child actor or Macaulay Culkin. You know, to like, oh, this this guy, this man is a good actor. Mm-hmm. I felt the same about Emma Watson. I mean, her, her accent work it was fine in Harry Potter because that's what she is. But her English accent is, or her American accent is atrocious. It's so bad, Persever Emma Watson. Flower. Emma Watson. Oof. Um, Oof. <laughs>
0: You're a great
1: human, but work on your accent. Get a coach. Um, I'm saying this low, so if none of you can really hear me right now, that's perfectly fine because I don't want to get sued. No, you're right. Because obviously Emma Watson's listening to this. Um, right. <laughs> but uh, her accents we are We love you, so, by the way. We love you, but her accents are terrible. Uh, but my whole thing is I-, I see Dan Radcliffe become an actor, you know? Yeah. Rupert Grant a- as Ron, it does nothing for me. So yeah. seeing him, I think, end up... You know, with this strong character mm-hmm. who has always been like the brains of the operation, who has always been like the well, this is our goal, and we have to keep pushing mm-hmm. forward uh, you know what this this lovable goof that hasn't grown up at all that cut the head off of a, no that was who who cut the head, Neville off, the cut the head yeah. off the snake, yeah, Neville has more story arc than Ron does, yeah um that I didn't like it at all. What do you think about them ending up together
0: um I don't have I can understand not reading the books why you would think that. Um because I think that Ron is a little bit more fleshed out in the books. Definitely not much. Um your your um character assessment is is relatively spot on. But I do think that in the movies he's basically like be the goofy guy he's be, like we were talking about earlier with Sokka Sokka the goofy guy yeah. but then you see Sokka do more yeah Ron doesn't ever get a big chance to do no he doesn't more yeah and honestly so the thing is is that in the movies some of Ron's better lines and more like helpful things are given to Hermione
1: oh really yes. Wait. So, so they took they, they took, switched dialogue around and from the book yes Oh, that and like some
0: that. and some so i feel like it like in the final movie when ron it has that moment of like oh he must have gone in the room of requirement and you said that last year blah, blah 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 like and she goes you're right i did and she's like shocked that moment like i feel like that has not as big of an impact as it's supposed to no but, you it know doesn't it at doesn't all. at all because <laughs> i remember that
1: scene and i just kind of went
0: okay okay yeah it didn't right. mean anything to exactly me. but that's a bigger th- like that whole the whole scene where they're in the chamber of secrets and they the water happens and they start making yeah. out after the bu- that never happens in the book that is all film oh see. because the books are all from <clears throat> harry's per- are 90 percent from harry's perspective okay so when they meet back up they're like oh we went down to the Chamber of Secrets, we got all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. They okay. tell him what they did. So it's more of an you afterthought. Exactly. in the film, they have to show In the film, show they it. showed yeah, this whole yeah. thing, which I feel like was so forced. Yes.
1: And just, I... That's how I felt. When it yes. happens, I went, yeah, where, did this for, where did this come from? from? Where yes. did this come from? Wait, they don't like each other and they're annoyed by <laughs> each other and they're making... Now, listen, I get the whole trope, right? Oh, you pick on the people that you, that you love yes. or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, wait, how many films deep are we into yes. this? And this epic conclusion is coming up, and now they're in love with each other? It felt so... It forced is the best way to say it. It yeah. felt very pushed on it's us. It's forced. Very pushed on it's us. It's forced
0: in the films. I feel like it's kind of... for. I don't know. You you have...
1: Did you see it coming? Like, you're reading the books, right? Did you think, oh, yeah, Ron and Hermione are going to get together? Yeah. You did? Reading
0: okay. them, I yeah. Because there are more, like, little drops and hints, hints and things yeah. like going through and then like especially with the sixth one like I know that the sixth one is is very much like the teen romance movie but in yeah, the book like you get a lot more of Hermione being upset that he's with um, Lavender Brown you get a lot more of her jealousy and her sadness Yeah, Um, you understand that they're growing up and that she has a thing for him and honestly like i could have very much seen it as like yeah they end up at the end of the series but maybe they don't end up together forever yeah does that make sense yeah
1: absolutely i love harry and Ginny together that made more sense to me than ron and hermione did
0: See, it makes less sense to me in the movies because I think Jenny's character development in the movies oh. is absolutely oh. awful, terrible. So, so when I <laughs> I'm say sorry. it makes
1: more sense to me, I mean <laughs> I just liked Jenny's character. Like, I, I liked who she was more than I liked Ron. I, I
0: literally doesn't do anything.
1: Ron, well, she didn't have to for me because it's not about her. For me, when you take these three main characters, right, the whole it's it's Harry Potter, but it's the three of them throughout uh-huh. this whole journey together, right when you force two of them together mm. two of the three together that feels much more of a betrayal to me than having this one lead and whoever he ends up with because that's how life works yeah. he's going to end up with somebody if i could have picked anybody for him to end up with it would have been hermione i would a have lot rather of people argue i that. would have rather harry and her it would have made more sense here's the thing though Here's the thing. Ron being by himself as a bachelor his entire life makes more sense to me That's than Ron and Hermione together. That's Ron fair. just comes off like a bachelor to me.
0: I Here's my thing, though. I think that there are not enough representations of heterosexual male-female friendships at all yeah yeah. in in media in general so that's something that i respect so much even even non heterosexual like male female friendships like there's just not yeah a lot of representation of that in media yeah and i love that they have more of a sibling bond yeah yeah that moment in the in the seventh movie where he picks her up and like and just starts dancing a lot of people think that that's you know, a romantic scene. It doesn't no, play like a romantic really scene at all. It's Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson caring about yeah, each other yeah. and being friends. Yeah. And that to me is such an important aspect of their relationship that I, I am a dead set. I would much rather all three of them end up alone. I would have rather that than, than Harry I and
1: Hermione. You know what I, what I would have liked though, that that would have made more sense to me with all the journeys they went on together. It it would have made more sense for, um ron and hermione to have like a heterosexual friendship like because they've gone on these wacky journeys and ron is this whatever and she should just be like you're such a loser get away from me like and he's like oh you're so smart like if they just would have ended up as best best friends like forever and ever i would have been fine with that but my whole thing is i if i could have picked anything like Uh if they said oh adam you can write this all three of them just None of them Nothing would have gone together. Yeah. They just would have been exactly what they were the entire series, which is yeah. three best friends who are lifelong friends because of the journey that they went on. Yeah. Like, why do any of them have to fall in love yeah. with each other? Like I, I would have just had all three of them like separate. That That's what I would have done. <laughs>
0: So this is funny because I'm thinking about I just watched the Lord of the Rings series for the first time ever uh, two weeks ago. Oh, okay. So I'm going back and I'm thinking and I'm doing all of this comparison of like Sam and Frodo heterosexual. I'm sorry. That whole thing is the most homoerotic relationship I have ever seen on in any media Ever. that's what everybody talks about it's everybody I, talks it's literally about i'm sitting there and i'm like are you kidding me like yeah. i'm looking at my friend rob who watched them with me and i'm like this is a joke right like and then i then um going back and finding out that when sam's wife died he left all of his children to then go be with frodo i'm like are you are you kidding me right yeah. now yeah so i'm i'm sitting here thinking about like how they were left to just be friends for the rest of their yeah. lives and sitting here thinking, okay, well, am I arguing that because of the homosexual aspect of it? Or am I arguing it because there were so many hints and signs. And yeah. if either one of them had been female, it never would have ended that yeah. way. Yeah. 100%. Because the other thing, because I can see like, if you in with Harry Potter, you can completely flip all of their gender roles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And not much changes. Nope. No. Um, which I appreciate mm-hmm. and I like, yeah. um, so I get that. I get that you could have had all of them just end up being best friends. I would have enjoyed that. I would have been just that's, fine. That's I didn't what need. I... See, movies. Yes. Books. Ginny and Harry's relationship is so good. And Ginny's character development is so good that she's a very I, much like
1: afterthought in the movie she is yeah like
0: she doesn't get a minute to shine and that's why in the last in the last podcast i was talking about how i think the sixth one should have been two movies because it, there was more of an argument for it because yeah. there's an entire scene taken out that's this huge battle um top of the astronomy tower when spoiler alert but Dumbledore dies um, that it never happens. That's a, never that's a really happens. short scene, right? Yes, it's super so short in the like, movies and like, literally it's um... just Bellatrix like shattering all of the glass in the Great Hall and then they just walk out of the castle as if nothing happened. That doesn't happen in the book. In the book, there's a huge fight. Like, a majority of the Order of the Phoenix comes to defend Hogwarts. Why did they change Against that? Because they wanted the finale in the final movie to be they didn't the want to big steal Hogwarts. Thunder. Exactly. They didn't want to steal anything. They wanted that to be the big Hogwarts Well, you can battle. find
1: a middle ground. You, it, it seems yes. like it went from, like, fight to nothing. To nothing. Like, why don't you have some sort of right. middle ground there where was you see nothing. at least— I don't know. I would think if that's what happens in the books, and once again, I haven't read the books, have like the Order of the Phoenix like at least show, show up, up, and then everybody runs, yes. and then it's like yes. a chase kind of thing, yes. but none of that happens. Yes. It's like nothing really happens in that right maybe that's why i was so let down by that movie because that's what i went away from that movie thing i was like nothing Nothing happened happened. in this movie Right? maybe that's why
0: i feel that way because in the book something did happen (laughs) like and one of the one of the big things that comes out of in this that fight is that bill ron's older brother gets attacked by um fenrir Greyback, who's the werewolf and so they're worried that like he's gonna transform and like there's this whole big thing there's this other, whole other side plot about how Bill and Fleur are together and Mrs. Weasley doesn't like Fleur because she thinks that she's, you know, the, just this pretty blonde French woman who's only into Bill for his looks.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a really moving scene because Bill is is, his whole face is scratched and scarred and he's no longer a handsome oh, person. Yeah. And... Sorry, this is a complete random no, tangent, it's but it's just that's a great part for. of the book that yeah. I love because they're in the hospital wing and Mrs. Weasley goes, Oh, and he was going to be married. And Fleur's sitting there, she goes, What do you mean was going to be? She's like, He's gonna be my husband. Like it doesn't matter okay. if he So it really
1: shows her character. Yes. It shows that she's in it for the right reasons. Yes. Yeah. And
0: that's like And none, I know that that's, that's maybe in not the movie. none of that's in the movie. None and I that. get that like Fleur and Bill aren't really big characters, yeah. but then when they don't do that them showing up to shell cottage at the end of the seventh one is kind of like, wait, what? Yeah. Why are like, why yeah. are Bill and Fleur here? Yeah, like, why
1: are they there? Wait,
0: they're mar- oh, oh, right. They got married. Right. Oh, but yeah. why? Oh, oh, we didn't talk here. about any. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think the, mo- I, I, I really enjoy the movies. Yeah. But I think I understand them better because I read the books, yeah. you know, but yeah, there's the whole, there's that whole battle that happens in the sixth one. Um, where, like, Harry gives the members of Dumbledore's army the Felix Felicis, so that way, like, the rest that he has, that's the luck potion, so that way they're they're taken care of while he's off with Dumbledore because he has a feeling something bad's going to happen. Um, they're, so they all are fighting in up and down the Astronomy Tower, essentially, and, um, oh, 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 my God, how did they, they had that part, too. Um, McGonagall is chasing them out of the castle and gets hit by, like, 10 stunning spells or something like that and has knocked And McGonagall's like out for a while and is it has oh, wow. to be taken to the infirmary. Yeah. It's like a lot happens yeah. in the sixth book. That doesn't really happen in the movie in the that I feel movie, like sets like, up nothing happens. the final two. Yeah. And a big part of that is Harry and Ginny's relationship that you don't really get to see because I'm sorry. The two of them as actors did not have a single drop of chemistry whatsoever like Ginny's character in the fifth one in order of the phoenix i think is great yeah like she doesn't have a lot to do in the movie but the little that she does you get like oh this like there's that scene where they're in dumbledore's army and they're in the room of requirement and she's standing in between fred and george and she just like um what's the spell Reductos, the big the the dummy that they're fighting, yeah. and she's standing there smiling, and all of her brothers are kind of like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. And then they're in um, then they're in the uh, the, in the. Jeez, I can't not think today. <laughs> take it, take another drink. Thanks. You'll be able to think better. Ding ding. Um, they're in the ministry, and she has the reducto moment again where she hits the death eaters. Like that's such a great moment for Ginny. Yeah. And then I feel like she's just like, she has facial expressions and she has, you know, excitement and she shows personality. And then in the sixth one, it's just kind of like,
1: it's all taken away. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all taken away.
0: And you know, there I've heard arguments about how, like, that's just kind of how, um, how, theater and acting is portrayed in things in the UK and how you know everything's a little bit more muted and things like that but then, I don't know that's the argument that i've heard is that like she's mm. trying to be more subtle which i get but i don't know i just i <laughs> a, lo- a lot
1: about a lot about how a lot of things wrapped up didn't work for me yeah um the but there are things that did work for me mm-hmm. i will say there are things like that that did um i the um, There there are certain moments that really stand out to me throughout the series. So towards the end, I would say one of my absolute favorite moments, and it's such a short moment, but it's so good, is when they kind of um, I'm just going to call them the good guys uh, kind of storm the castle when Snape has taken over as headmaster mm-hmm. and Harry kind of steps out and says, you know, like you have a security problem. And Snape goes to, like, step to Harry and McGonagall, like, stands in, and they have that moment where they look at each other for a brief second, like, are we going to do that? How long have we known each other? Like, you're on this side, I'm on, is this, and you, and then once you know the ending, you know, with Snape and what he was actually doing, that very minute split second look on his face when she steps to him of, like, I do not want to do that. I respect this woman so much. I care about her. But I have to do this. Yeah. Like I have to like hold up my wand to her and we have and she starts to shoot stuff at him and he deflects it off and like hits those two yeah. people. Yep, and you're like, arrows. that's brilliant. Yeah. That's so brilliant. Yeah. Um that's one of my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. Um I love that how like cause in that there's so many split second moments. Like when Snape kinda steps to Harry, you're like, he's about to wreck this. He's kid. about right? to wreck and she kid. steps out in front of him <laughs> and it's like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm because you know it's like two ogs about to go at it mm-hmm. right um so i love that moment um I, i'm i feel kind of mixed about the actual final confrontation between voldemort and harry um because i know that it's different from the book mm-hmm. um, number one uh number two though i had a bunch of questions like when when they have when they kind of fall off the castle mm-hmm. right like dumbledore voldemort's like flying right like mm-hmm. and and I was like, oh, he can fly? That's interesting. Um, I didn't know he could fly. That's all right. Um, so, as he's like flying around, I was like, don't you need like a broom to fly? Um, b- you know, unless you're like a death eater or something. But, like, so, but I guess, you know, Voldemort's just so powerful. It's like, whatever, he can do anything he wants. Um, but the actual, the actual final culmination of mm-hmm. 7,000 hours of film. Mm-hmm. It's like that. I just snap my fingers for everybody out there. Yeah. You know, because Harry's the owner of like the master one and he tries to use it against and blah, blah, blah. But like, I went, Oh, that's, I went back and forth in my mind just to be clear Uh because I went, listen, if you put Voldemort on one side and Harry on the other, there's no competition. Right. Right. Like Voldemort is so overwhelmingly powerful. Right. Harry literally has zero chance to beat him. Zero. So, in one notion, it makes sense not to string out a long battle because it that wouldn't make... Right. If I saw a 15-minute battle, I'd be like, well, Voldemort's apparently not as powerful as I thought he was because why is it so hard to kill this kid that yeah. he's been trying to do this whole series, yeah. right? Because it's there's no special this or that. It's just them one-on-one. Mm. So it wouldn't make sense to have a long battle. But the whole, like you know the cool moment is you know when you see them shoot like the green and the red whatever against yeah. each other cuz i don't know what anything's called um that's cool to watch right the visuals are <laughs> yeah. cool the yeah. aesthetics are cool watching him you know fade away into nothing mm-hmm. is cool all of that is cool um but it just left something to be desired for me like when it actually ended i went Okay, okay, that's that's what we've been building mm-hmm. for for, you know, 30,000 hours of film. It just f- kind of felt like it stepped off a cliff for me a little bit. Like, how does it How does it happen in the books? How does their so, battle go?
0: Remember how you were saying that sometimes you go back and you watch finales and things when you're in your fields? Yeah. I go back and I read this chapter of the seventh Harry Potter book. Oh, okay. Because it's such a brilliant culmination of everything that's happened. Yeah. So, they it does not happen with them one on one. They don't really have this long trek through the castle like you see in the movie. Just oh, the two okay. of them. This is all happening in the great hall. So I think it's Kingsley. Oh, so it doesn't happen outside. No the final fight. It's all in the. It's Uh-oh. all in the great hall. Wonder why they changed that. I don't know, and I kind of wish they would have brightened it a little bit more because in the book, and in like they had just been fighting all night. And now the sun is rising, and it's kind of like this daybreak moment of like their okay, final moment is very dark. Yes, it's, it's very like, dark.
1: Like, like not just dark, but like the actual, like literally, the screen is yes,
0: everything's dark. Everything's it's very, dark. You it's know gray. what? It is? It's gray. Yes, yes.
1: it's gray. Yes. Every his
0: skin is gray. Yes. Everything is gray. Everything's yeah. gray. Everything's gray. I would have really liked them to brighten that up. Yeah. Um. Because in my mind, it's like daybreak. It's like seven a.m. The sun is shining. Like yeah, it's it's through a haze, but like. Here we go. Yeah. So what happens is Voldemort is dueling, I think, like Kingsley, McGonagall, Slughorn. um, And then it's him and Bellatrix kind of back to back. And everybody like the fight starts again and they all go back into the Great Hall. And so Voldemort's dueling the three of them. Um, Bellatrix is dueling Luna, Ginny and Hermione. Uh, So like it's literally the two of them against three people each and yeah. so the moment that and one thing i will say thank you thank you thank you is when mrs weasley comes up and says not my daughter you bitch yeah. like that that happens in the book okay because that's a cool moment in the, the movie best. yeah but the thing is is like a killing curse shoots by jenny's ear and that's when mrs weasley's like hell no like i just lost my son yeah this is not happening because throughout the whole series
1: she's so like anti-magic yes like it feels like she's so anti-magic and then it felt really cool for her to be the one to take bellatrix down does that happen in the book it does okay um
0: and she doesn't she doesn't like shatter she dies like her body just drops yeah which i understand why they did that because they're like kids yeah but I think I would have appreciated it more in the movies if they had let them die. Yeah. Like, it almost is kind of like, oh, she kind of went poof and disappeared. Yeah. You know, you don't really know. Yeah. Okay, she's dead.
1: It would have, you know. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's like kids, but adults. Like, you don't want to have just dead bodies everywhere. Right. Like, everywhere. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So, what happens is, Mrs. Weasley kills Bellatrix. Yeah. And Voldemort screams and basically knocks everybody back. And Harry has been under the invisibility cloak this entire time. When he drops out of Hagrid's arms, he throws the invisibility cloak back on so no one can see him. There's just this craziness of fights going on. And like the Death Eater, like Death Eaters start leaving because they're like, like it does in the movie, they're like, oh shit, he didn't actually kill him.
1: Yeah. So they start getting out of here. And then the
0: hardcore ones are like, oh no, we have to keep fighting. So all of that happens in the Great Hall. And then he tears off the invisibility cloak after um, Bellatrix dies and is basically like, here I am. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And the thing. Is that like a enough is enough moment? Basically. Like Harry's basically saying like, this is it. It's going to end here. This is the moment. Yeah. One of us is going to win. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So then it's literally like everybody else stops and they just start circling each other. And Harry is explaining to him what happened and why his plan failed. And he basically oh. is playing into Voldemort's narcissism and is basically like, you playing, thought like, you were smarter. Warfare. Yeah. He's like, yeah. you thought you were smarter than him. You were not smarter than him. He outsmarted you because he set all of this up for me to be able to take you down. Ooh. And, Ooh. He, he, and the thing that I love, he calls him Tom the entire time he only and calls does him that, Tom. does that like in
1: fury oh yeah. Voldemort? yeah yeah
0: and so like and there's a moment where because
1: he hates he doesn't want anybody to know him as tom riddle
0: yes right? like yeah so he's like i killed dumbledore i killed snape and he goes no dumbledore wanted to die yeah he did that on purpose yeah. like you he, think so you killed the him, other most powerful wizard right. no he wanted no to die. he wanted to die you think he you had control himself. of snape snape was right. playing you the whole time right yeah and he's like there are no more horcruxes this is me and you like he tells him that like basically there is this you the whole thing hide. that happens in the movie where like he's feeling them yeah that doesn't happen in the books oh my gosh. he doesn't know like he knows that harry's hunting horcruxes yeah. but he doesn't know that he's managed to get rid of any of them oh. so he only knows when harry tells him in that moment like hey so basically there's nothing
1: else to hide behind yes you're not invincible anymore yes. it's just me and you. yes and when the wand? Why didn't they do this in the movie? This, the way you're describing it, like I'm I have a, chill. right, I'm like this sounds so cool. Why didn't they do this it's, in the movie? It is, is there any fan epic made stuff story of this? Telling. I don't know.
0: I don't know. There should would be. be there there should really be a should.
1: Fan, like, like where somebody actually has a budget, right? Like yes. a fan made. Yes. Like actual taking the story. Anyway, sorry. Continue. No, you're fine. Because I'm very I agree. interested in this. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going.
0: The thing that I think J- J.K. Rowling is. Terrible person.
1: Yeah, human-wise. J.K. Human Rowling, if you're listening to this, I
0: don't like you. Know, neither do but I. But great story. She writes a battle scene incredibly well.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so when the wand flies in the air, because that does happen, yeah, it there's this narration of like it flies towards the master it would not kill, which I think is such an incredible. Yeah. Line yeah. And Voldemort just drops because the killing curse rebounded and he's gone. And his body's still there. And oh, they he make, doesn't like fade no. away. See, I love they that. They make a point of separating Bellatrix and Voldemort's bodies from everybody else. Like that is a part yeah. that is yeah. written. And... So what do they do with Voldemort's body? Does, I don't does know. It ever say? I don't know. <gasps> dun, dun, I don't think dun, dun. they ever say... But then another thing that I really appreciate, but I understand why they didn't do it in the movie because it wouldn't have really made sense. A big part of the seventh book is when Harry's wand breaks. Yeah, yeah. He's upset. Like, he's like, this was, it was basically like a part of me. Yeah. So instead of breaking the elder wand, he uses it to fix his wand.
1: Oh. And when it, he breaks the when he breaks the Elder Wand mm, in the movie, I went, "Why did you do that?" So that in, didn't make any sense. In to the, me, the
0: book, I mean? he fixes his wand, yeah. and then puts the Elder Wand back in Dumbledore's tomb.
1: That makes more sense. Yeah. When he breaks it in the movie, I went,
0: "What? Wait, why? Why did he? <laughs> okay." So then he says, "As long as I die a natural death, yeah, it dies with me." Yeah. Um, Oh, is that how that
1: works? So if Harry just dies, then what happens to that elder one? Does does it just no longer
0: mean anything? Because this is where it gets vague. Because he was an Auror. Like, that was his profession. So... I'm sure he probably lost some duels to people or, like, had something or had a risk of that happening. Because if he lost any duels, right,
1: that would mean that somebody, that whoever he lost to would have ownership of the Elder
0: Essentially, yes. So that's kind of like, I don't know. If that's the best idea like maybe don't fight anybody or yeah maybe cuz just... you don't just have to kill somebody like he didn't kill Draco he just disarmed he he beat him he yeah. defeated him so that's why the elder one so somebody
1: just came knew. up by surprise and like surprise disarmed Harry they'd be like oh cool i'm the owner of the elder right. one now
0: so that's like
1: <laughs> some... so i guess movie wise it's a plot hole <laughs> movie wise it actually logistically makes more sense for it, him to break yes. it Yes. but when he does do it i it felt very it felt like another anticlimactic thing. Like this wand is so important throughout the series. And then right. he just was like, snap. And right. I was like, Oh, All right, right. Well, it's broken now, I guess. Right. Like I almost was on like Ron's side of like, yo, let's what are we going to do thing. with this? Let's be the most powerful thing right. ever. Like, let's do whatever right. we it's want. Like, we? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? We, <laughs> what do you mean? We, it's not we. <laughs> He's like, listen, I got the girl. All right. It's we, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's really funny though. But, I, uh, Yeah. I like that so much more yeah. than what's in the movie
0: Yeah.
1: because, you know, I, I get the aspect of them being alone, like by themselves, because at the end it, you know, it comes back to the both of them. Mm-hmm. But I also love that aspect of like Voldemort and Bellatrix are like back to back and everybody's closing in on that. And Bellatrix goes down and Voldemort's on his own. And I, the part maybe that I liked the most of what, how you described it, it was Harry basically, just unveiling everything Yeah, that Voldemort thought he knew that he was completely wrong yeah. about. Like, oh, you thought you had the hand in taking Dumbledore down? No, he you wanted didn't. to die. Oh, you yeah. thought that Snape was your puppet? You were actually his puppet. Like, he knew what he was doing the yeah. whole time. Like, and calling him Tom, like, like that whole, like, yeah, hey, homeboy, guess what? You're alone now. The horror cracks, that doesn't matter anymore. Right. The people that were in your own side are gone. Bellatrix is gone. Right. Like, all of the. It, you're alone. Yes. It's me and it's you and you have nothing to hide behind.
0: Yeah. You have nothing left. Yeah. And they try to do it a little bit in the movie. Like he, like they're in the tower and like Voldemort slaps him and he's like, that wand will me. always fail you. Blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, come on, Tom, let's finish this the way we started together. together yeah. But that's the only but time. Yeah. In the book, like he, like he keeps calling, like, come on, Tom. See, Tom, I love that. Like And go to every time he says it. Yeah. It's like messing
1: with him. Yep. Like he's just poking at yep. him and poking it yep. because one of my absolute favorite moments, once again, in the entire series is when I think it's order of the Phoenix, right? When Voldemort's like trying to like literally get into Harry. Mm-hmm. And I love the line when Harry says like, I feel bad for you. Yeah. Like I, that line itself it's is so amazing of like, you know, like he's basically thinking about his friends and everything. And mm-hmm. he just says like, you're alone and yeah. I feel bad for you, and I you. feel sorry for you or feel sorry. It's, that i remember watching that in theaters and i had chills watching yeah. it when he because he's yeah and i the feel sorry so for him. good Daniel yeah I does feel, an amazing yeah. job with that delivery that's, too i think that's part of why i like that movie so much is mm. that was the first time i viewed him as an actor yeah not like a child there's no child in front of it it's like oh that's a child actor he's an actor he's an actor. actor and that whole like if that's the correct line right thank you for that like i feel sorry for mm. you oh my gosh, that hits so hard because, like, I really felt that and I believed it of, like, Harry's not just saying that he believes it. Like, he feels bad right? because it's, like, how damaged and broken is this guy? He's he's so angry. He's so broken. He's so damaged and, like, I actually really believe that line that he says, right? Like, he does really feel sorry Mm -hmm. for him because he's alone, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I would have, and I felt like that would have come so much more full circle if in the film you see... All right, he's got Bellatrix. Bellatrix goes down, and now he's literally physically alone. Yep, and he's surrounded by everybody. Yep, and everything just and kind of stops. Circling and and Harry, it's just like that whole like line of like I feel sorry for you. You're alone. Like it would have come so much more full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in the film, it's just so quick. It's quick. Like they're they're. It's dark, and there's this duel. It and isn't, then Voldemort It isn't. Just phase away it's weird it's just a weird it's a weird it's a scene. weird battle scene yeah like, it's a weird final scene like yeah the the best battle in the film series for me is without a doubt voldemort and dumbledore 100 percent. that battle is mm-hmm. so epic
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i was talking to brandon about this like because i like i like when you don't because i i guess it's with like younger wizards or whatever they literally have to like cast a spell or say words yes but when like voldemort literally just has this fire like snake he just like breathes it right Mm. and dumbledore is able to like wrap him up in that ball of like water Mm -hmm. and there's no words being said they're just both so powerful they can manifest these things Mm -hmm. watching the two most powerful people duke it out i personally thought now i don't know how it is in the book but that scene is so good yes so good and i like how harry's like basically like Oh let me see maybe i could help Dumbledore's like get no. away what right. are you doing um i love that scene in yeah. the movie yeah
0: so the only thing that's like and I haven't I haven't read the fifth one in a while but um the only kind of different thing is like Dumbledore basically springs a statue to life and the statue like goes and covers Harry like physically, physically covers him, covers, and yeah. is, like do not move
1: because in that scene it's like Voldemort's trying to like hit him with the yeah. stuff and Vol- yep. and Dumbledore's like trying to protect yeah. him yeah. and it basically gives him just that quick look of like Harry what are you doing right like get no right. you get you have back no, <laughs> you, you have nothing to add to this right. <laughs> like you're just gonna get killed yeah right
0: yeah And that's something that I wish, like, in the later book, like, the reason that I think that that duel works so well is because the magic is so diverse and different. Yeah. And, like, so, like, you were saying with the Mm McGonagall-Snape duel. Yeah. I, I understand why they did it the way that they did. Yeah. But in the book like oh is it different yeah like she all kinds of cool all kinds of cool stuff (sighs) like like, she um what does he do he like he shoots something at her that she turns into daggers that like fly at him and then he turns them into bats like it's crazy to show that they're both super powerful she springs like desks to life oh my god one of my favorite scenes in the final book is um mcgonagall it's i think it's um uh i think it's described as like parading on a stampede of desks. <laughs> so like she's like riding a wave she's of desks like desks. out into yeah. it she's screaming like yeah. I think that's, that's just brilliant. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I would have liked a little bit more diversity in yeah. in, ma- in the magic, yeah you know, because yeah. I think everything, especially towards the end, gets very much like, here's this shiny spark of light, here's this shiny yeah. spark of light. It becomes Floating a little back one and note. forth. It becomes yeah. a little.
1: It's just like a lot of zap, zap, right? Zap, it's a lot of zap, zap. zap.
0: Yeah. Um, which I get.
1: Like yeah. it's but basically you're right. That they're Voldemort, basically like. <laughs> yeah, right. That yeah. Voldemort, Dumbledore fight in the movie though. It's is epic. A giant snake, dragon, fire thing, and then Dumbledore with the yep. water, yep. and then shooting the glass and turning the it to sand. Yep. Like, like it was so versatile. Mm-hmm. It was so much different kinds of magic being shown, and
0: and even the possession scene. Yeah, is so cool. yeah, that so cool. d- that's like yeah. a type of magic we've never. Yeah. that's terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. You're yeah. like, oh yeah, he's possessed. Yeah like and he looks like it too. and he looks like it like yeah, and then face there's is
1: all roughed up yes. and yeah
0: and then that moment where like you see him come out yeah. and then harry's just laying there yeah it's, oh, yeah. it's so good yeah it's, it's really so good. good
1: i get why they did the snape um and I don't know, like uh why it's quick because you almost have that thing at the end kind of, I guess that coming back that full circle is Snape doesn't want to have any part of hurting her. Right. He doesn't want to try to hurt her. So it's like, what what's going to make sense for his character, right? Like take out these two bozos behind me, right. you know, like accidentally, whatever. Um, and then just escape, you know, um, because if you he would have fully like fought her and everything, if for me, it would have been less believable of like, Oh, he's a good guy at the end yeah. like so it almost movie character wise makes sense for him yeah. just to get away i agree you know just to escape but it would have been cool to see just more like interesting magic yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it would have been cool to see more interesting magic um sean we are at over an hour and a half oh my God. is that amazing <laughs> no um i feel do, like we could just going. I do this all day <laughs> all right time. um but uh what wait when do you have to when do you have to leave
0: I have nothing. Going oh, on you're free.
1: Today. free. Okay, well that's dangerous. Um, right. him and I are actually going out to dinner because okay. uh, drum roll please. Today is our six-year wedding anniversary.
0: Congratulations! What? How did I not know so that?
1: Because we didn't tell
0: you. No, you didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> <If> we, <laughs> look,
1: you got me coffee. I did. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary. And you got M coffee too. Happy anniversary! Uh, no, we're going out. Uh, we're going out for dinner in a little that's bit. Great. So I should probably wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, that's um, Until, episode three. until <laughs> episode three. Episode
0: <laughs> three. I literally could just keep doing this. I with know. You. I love um, it. This.
1: this is so great. So it's I feel like now's out. a good time to wrap it up. Perfect. Um, but as always, you're amazing, Sean you're amazing this time just goes by right it's crazy Um, so can we say episode three we'll we'll do another i love this so much this is is great (laughs) um sean pleasure as always uh you and your lovely podcast voice um but anybody out there uh any thoughts or anything about the series your thoughts about harry potter avatar whatever it may be uh reach out let us know boy (laughs) me oh my gosh single (laughs) tear crazy anatomy not single tear many (laughs) tears many tears um you know reach out to us let us know give us something to talk about on the next one but we'll have plenty to talk about um, because i'm going to watch more avatar and then we'll (laughs) have that to to talk about Um, So, uh, you know, for everybody out there listening, if this is your first time here, thanks for coming. If you're a returner, thanks for coming back. And regardless of where you're coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and I will catch you on the next episode.